What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? I'm doing a lot better than the six is right now. Yeah? So, you know, as long as, I'm, as long as you're not a Toronto fan, you're probably doing better. Uh, well, no, that's a fair point. So before we start, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword, the Sports Kingdom Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show, or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Tonight, we are going to join the discussion going on all over the world of basketball, and that is who the greatest basketball player of all time is. Right now, the Rockets and Jazz are playing Game 5 in Houston, and Houston is up 13-11 to 11 with about four minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, Tyler and I are going to talk about all four of the conference semifinal matchups, but first we are going to start with the head coaching carousel in the NBA as another job opens up in the league. So to update everybody on who has been hired and jobs that have been filled, the Charlotte Hornets have hired former Spurs assistant James Borrego as their new head coach. The New York Knicks have a new head coach, and this is pretty big. Uh, they hired former Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale as their new head coach. What do you think about that, Tyler? That's a good one. I think there's the Pat Riley connection with the Knicks. He's a Pat Riley guy. He came up in the Miami system. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got a, he's got a lot of work ahead of him, though, because Chris Stapps is probably going to be out at least till like, February. Yeah, it's much different than Memphis, too. We'll see how he handles it. But, like I said, coming up in Miami, that's a pretty big market as well. So. Yeah, he was. But Knicks is – Nick job is like the worst job in the league it has been like the last 20 years it's yeah. just there's too much pressure for the team as long as james uh, dolan owns always, the team they always just try to just get big names and it never works out the best team they had was led by jeremy lynn in like the last 15 years goddamn lynn sanity yeah so hopefully fizdale can bring some structure and some like consistency there yeah and then his old team, the Memphis Grizzlies, made interim head coach J.B. Bickerstaff the permanent head coach. Anytime the players are, like, vouching for a coach and they want a certain coach, that's a good sign. I mean, yeah. that's where you get, the, you get the most out of players when they're committed to their coach. Yeah, I mean, Mike, Mike Connolly and Marc Gasol both were outspoken about yeah. them wanting J.B. Bickerstaff to stick around. Yeah. And the worst thing is when a coach loses the locker room, there's just no hope coming back from that. So. Exactly. And then the Phoenix Suns have fi have hired former Jazz assistant, and I'm going to butcher this name, Igor Kokoskov, uh, as their new head coach. He's the first European-born head coach in NBA history, so that's pretty cool. I was I'm very surprised. <laughs> I just I thought D'Antoni and Blatt were European. I didn't know they were American. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't um, normally the European like. Influence coaches are offensively, you know, minded. So Phoenix is always trying to be an offensive team, but he's a former Jazz assistant. So maybe this guy is a defensive guy, and they're trying to change the culture in Phoenix. So they I, need to change something down there because it's not working clearly. And Devin Booker is only yeah. going to be there for so much longer if they keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of would hope that Phoenix is is getting a Jazz coach because they want to implement that style of basketball, but. I just don't know with his European background, he could bring, you know, that style of play. Um, so we'll see what happens. He's an assistant coach. I don't know much about him. Yeah. Um, so the open jobs currently in the NBA are the Atlanta Hawks, the Orlando Magic, the Milwaukee Bucks. And then as of yesterday, Monday, the most recent job opening is the Detroit Pistons yeah. letting go uh, Stan Van so Gundy. Stupid. So apparently what had happened was – they, the the owners of De the Pistons wanted Stan Van Gundy to not be the president of basketball operations anymore. Yeah. They wanted him to just focus on coaching, get new people in the front office, and just change the whole front office structure. 
and Stan wasn't having it. And so yeah, Detroit was like, that peace. Happens, that happens a lot in sports with good coaches. They want they want a little more control. They want to you know be picking putting together the team they're going to coach. That's too bad because I thought he was a great fit for those yeah. guys. I was ready for those guys to be a great team. I think now, I mean, Detroit, now there's two good jobs and two bad jobs. Detroit and Milwaukee are great jobs. They Orlando have, like, and Atlanta are pretty shitty jobs. Those are I, those are two, like, the worst jobs. Uh, I mean, they have a couple, like, bright spots with these young guys. Like, maybe Aaron, maybe you can get excited about Aaron Gordon or Schroeder. But, but I mean, after that, it's, it's pretty bleak. So, um, Detroit and Milwaukee, they have bona fide stars. They have all-stars on those teams. Uh, Blake Griffin and Drummond and Giannis, so those are going to be those are going to be good jobs. I would, I'm kind of pulling for Monty Williams. I think he's the best available. I, I think with Detroit and Milwaukee, they just need someone to not get in their way because I think they have the team. I think they need a guy that's going to come in like like a Monty Williams and yeah. be more you know, again add structure and all that. Yeah. So spe- speaking of best available, I have a list of notable names that are still out there looking for a job. I want you to give me your top three from this, right. this list of names. Right. So, Mike Budenholzer. Great coach. Frank Vogel. Oh, yeah. He's probably going to be the top three. Steve Clifford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. Are they real candidates right now, you think? I, I don't think. I don't know. Now I don't think the Jeff Van Gundy stuff is ever real. I think maybe if New York Knicks wanted to give him a shot, he would have. But other than that, I think. He was never coming off Especially, the bench. yeah, and I mean, uh, same with Mark Jackson, and too. And Stan Van Gundy want, is going to want control. So, I mean, Orlando, Atlanta could work for a Stan. You think but, Stan Van Gundy's going to go back Orlando. to Orlando? Yeah, yeah, So maybe Atlanta, I mean, that could be that could be a nice fit. Yeah. Because um, they need they need a whole change up. So some other names, like you mentioned, Monty Williams, Mike Brown, Jerry Stackhouse, and then now three assistants – uh, Etor Messina from the Spurs, who took over for Pop those two games. Yep. Uh, yeah. When Pop had yeah, Pop's yeah. wife He's passed away. Yep. Nick Nurse from the Raptors, who we mentioned a couple weeks ago when we were talking about head coaches originally, and then yep, yep. the first woman to ever get interviewed yep. for a head coaching job by the Milwaukee Bucks, Becky Hammond. And I forget who said this, but they kind of laid it out pretty well. Is it's great experience for her to start getting head coaching. She's probably not gonna get. The, no, you know, not in her she, first she's probably, run. Yeah, she's probably not. She's probably not going to get the job realistically on her first interview. But the fact that she's going to have practice interviewing, yeah. knowing what's you know what's coming, and the fact that they're allowing you know this open mindedness to you know hire women is good. And she's just setting the trail, blazing the trail. Yeah, I'm, and I mean, from everything from the Spurs organization, all the There's players some good love marketing, her. Hiring her at the Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we no, go. they they came out and said they're 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 sticking with uh, Terry's thoughts. No, no, I'm yeah, I'm, this but, is the fantasy world. This is 2K stuff. Hey, no, hey, we love but, our 2K. But as far as those coaches, um, you know, obviously I said Monty, uh, Frank Vogel is actually really close to number one. Um, and then like yeah, Stan, I I really like uh, Stan Van Gundy, but Budenholzer is another guy that yeah, Budenholzer I, really I think like. would be at the top came, of my list. He came out about the Spurs system, right? Yeah, he's so, a Spurs guy. Yeah, I got to take him over the Spurs system now. So yeah, that would probably be my top top three. Okay, so I mean it'll be interesting to see where some of these names will end up if yeah. they end up on a new team or if they go back to their old team. Yep. But we'll see. So now. Let's move to the to the nitty gritty stuff. Yep, playoffs. The playoffs, and boy, oh boy, has it been some fun basketball. Yeah, it's good that it's getting chippy. It is good. It is refreshing playoffs. It, it was no sweep, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's been good. So let's start off in the West. Obviously, right now we got the Rockets and Jazz going. The score is. Yeah, I think Houston's going to close it out tonight at home. I think. Yeah, I mean, we both we both have gentlemen sweeps. Yeah. It's twenty-one to sixteen at the end of the first quarter right now. Yeah. Aside aside from game two where Utah came out and just had about every answer for the Rockets and were able to pull away late, Rockets dominated the series and it's turned out the way we both expected. Yeah, yeah, they just. I mean, they're the more talented team. Utah's made a great run at it, but I just don't think they have the firepower. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've only broken a hundred once uh, during during the, uh, and that's the one game they won. And to beat teams like the Rockets and the Warriors, you got to break like 110. Yeah, so they're trying to play around 100, and Houston's trying to play at 115. So um, Houston's rolling right now. They they want Golden State. Yeah, and uh, I mean Utah's a great young team. They're in 
them as a team and a franchise, yeah. they're in a much better position than they thought they were going to be after losing their franchise yeah, or piece. Or we thought – than we thought they were going to be for sure. Well, I, th- I think them as well. Yeah, Because, no, I mean, they didn't think Donovan Mitchell was going to turn into who he turned into. No, they they probably didn't know he was going to be a superstar. But they, they got a confident bunch of guys. Yeah. And, I mean – Obviously, losing Ricky Rubio for this entire series really yeah, hurt that's, them. Yeah, it sucks because you wanted to see them like go out with all their guys. You know, I don't know if Ricky Rubio's the difference maker between them like winning the series. But, but at least it it's a full been, squad. Yeah, you would have felt better about it seeing the full team out there. But I think Houston would have. This Houston team uh, is destined to crash with the Warriors. Yeah, and I mean, this will be the first time Chris Paul makes it out of the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. He, he could yeah. never do it yeah, as a Clipper. A great, he had a great comment after the last game and said he's been, <laughs> been up 3-1 before. And <laughs> Shit went south real fast. It went south real quick. Um, do you think the Rockets have enough to beat the Warriors? No. Okay, me neither. I don't think they have enough to beat Durant. <laughs> Just Durant? Forget yeah. forget everybody else? No. Well, I mean, obviously the teams, you know, they're a great team, but I think, like, that's the difference, you know. Like, maybe if they didn't – maybe if the Warriors didn't have Durant – They'd be able to run with them, you know. Paul, you know Paul and Harden with CP, uh, CP3 and Harden, sorry. Yeah. And Clay and Steph, I think they'd be able to run with them. But Durant's the, I think the X factor. They have a whole nother super MVP caliber superstar than Houston does. PJ Tucker ain't putting the clamps on KD. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Harden was the sixth man on KD's Thunder teams. You know, like that's, it's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The confidence is still there. KD's like, I'm the top. I'm. It's either me or LeBron, you know what I mean? Harden's yeah. not taking me out. No, not a chance. And Steph's healthy, so it's just like, bang. And speaking of Steph. Dray- Draymond's the one that needs to be careful and not get suspended again because they need him to win. He can't be missing games for stupid shit. No, he can't be. But the Warriors, their game starts at 7.30 tonight. They're up 3-1. to one. I'm definitely pulling for Rondo to get under Draymond's skin, though. I want to see I it. would love to see that. That's I want to see it happen. I want to see Draymond lose his shit. <laughs> but for the Warriors, you know, if you're a Warrior fan, you don't want that to happen. But as a basketball fan, Rondo and Draymond are, like, the two best examples of, like, the kind of old-school attitude that used to be in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Me definitely. The world. It's great. Um, but I mean, both Western Conference series, they've both been pretty similar. We've both had them go in gentleman sweeps. Mm-hmm. It's most likely what's going to happen in the Warriors and Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, the the Pelicans at the end of the day beat the Warriors by twenty in the second round of the playoffs this year. So it's I mean, like, we both said Anthony Davis is good for at least one win. Yeah, they they did it. They had a, a super successful season, probably the most successful season out of all the teams left in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I guess whoever wins it, that's that's obviously the goal, but. <laughs> The Pelicans, they did it. You know what I mean? They had a great season. They're, they, and they I did think, it. I think everything changed now. Uh, I think they were ready to really just, like, change up the team and try to make something else work. And now it's like, well, you know, do we stick with this, you know, Rondo and Miritich and, and these guys around Holiday and Ant? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that the Pelicans' front office, their thought process has shifted to – maybe let's keep Miritich and just let Boogie walk. Yeah, I think that's what they should do. I don't think there's any reason why they need to, like, unless they get him for the cheap, obviously, if they get a deal on DeMarcus, you take it. Yeah, yeah, of course. They need a three, though. They need they need a small forward. Etoan Moore is super undersized out there. He's a shooting guard, you know what I mean? He'd how about, be much better coming off the bench. How about Ian Clark going off against the Warriors? I know. I see, I've seen. I've seen him. Yeah, it's been a funny series for him because you know he's got to have a lot of nerves out there because um, you know he was their backup. He, yeah. There's, there's a little brother mentality there for sure, and he's played really good and really bad at some points. It's been yeah. like, oh shit, okay. He's obviously trying. There's definitely know? some peaks and valleys. Yeah. Anytime you're like in your own head trying to do too much, that's never a good thing. Yeah, and I mean Steph, since he's been back, it's like. The Warriors were dominant in the first round of the playoffs without him. Yeah. And just with him, it's yeah, unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, that's why I still think they're going to win it this year. Yeah. And no. Cor- too, yeah, yeah, they're definitely like, going to win the championship this year. It's just like the team that everybody says is the best offensive team, the Rockets, this year. You know, like the Warriors have way more fire, firepower than them. Uh, and yeah. A, and a way better defense. Yeah. And they also have 
been playing together longer than this group yeah. in Houston has. Yeah, yeah. I think CP. I, I think the the Rockets are really really close though. Like, oh, for sure they're know, close. If, I, if I'm LeBron, like that's where I. If you're not gonna stay in Cleveland, that's where I would go. As far as like winning a championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're the best. They're the best scenario to win a championship. For sure. They're right there. I mean, they get a Paul George. That could be, you know. Paul George scary. ain't going to Houston. No, I know he's not. But I'm just <laughs> saying, they're like, they are, they're right there. Like, they could do yeah, it. Yeah, they're missing one one piece. Yeah, this Chris Paul thing worked out way better than they thought. It worked out a lot better than everybody thought. Yep. Everybody was saying that there's one ball. How are Chris Paul and yeah. James Harden going to be able to share the ball? Yeah, I think, I think it's because, A, Chris Paul is like a great competitor. And I think that shifts his like you know mentality to trying to make it work and i think james harden's further enough further along in his career now where he's like i need to win you know so i think they're both willing to make it work and kind of feed off of each other's success rather than work against each other and i mean it shows maturity in both of them as far as players goes because they're both you know tier one superstars yeah and i mean i kind of i kind of i kind of tongue-in-cheek mentioned how this will be the first time chris paul ever makes it out of the second round but he was never the problem no. the, for the Clippers. Or, or the Hornets. I mean, no, or yeah. the Hornets. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. He's, de- he's been on great teams. It's just it's never worked. Yeah. I mean, there's been some great players in the league that have stopped him. You know, all those Duncan teams, the Kobe teams. Yeah. The, I, remember, I remember the Kobe, the Lakers, and the Hornets playing in the playoffs that one year. Yeah, that Hornets team was nice with David yeah. West and, and Tyson and all those guys. That yeah. Was, that was I think Emeka Okafor was on that team, too. Probably. Because Kobe dunked on Emeka Okafor in that series. That's what yeah, it was. No, th- those were good teams. Yeah. So, all right. We, I mean, we both have Houston and Golden State moving on. Yeah, that's kind of – that's the way the whole season's kind of been waiting for it. In, in essence, I think it's the championship. Now, I'm not going to completely write off the Eastern Conference because, obviously, LeBron's doing his thing. But I think – the entire season, well, not the since we saw Houston get off to this fast start, yeah, and look the way they've looked since we've realized that CP3 and Harden, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's I mean, you, be a great you, series. you said it. I mean, whoever wins this series is probably going to win the championship. Yeah, so it's it's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah. So let's move to the East. All right, I'm going to start out. I'm going to start out with the Boston Philly series. Uh, another great series. This is this series. I don't care. We both said it was going six or seven. I don't care if it's going only five games. This series has been fucking incredible. Yeah, it's great because it's exciting to. It's two teams that um, I don't. It's two teams no one thought they were going to see at this point in the season. Exactly. And if you did think you were going to see Boston, you thought you were going to see a different Boston. You're not going to see the Terry Rozier Boston. You thought you were going to see Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Or even uh, without Gordon Hayward, at least just Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, you got a team full of role players in Boston with Brad Stevens. And then uh, Philadelphia, the team that everyone's been waiting to see how all of this is going to work out. And it's worked out well for them. Yeah. And people are excited to see what the future holds for these young guys. But, I mean, as far as, like, my notes on this series is Ben Simmons cannot shoot. He has to learn how to shoot the ball. And he he's completely holding them back right now. Did you hear what Kobe said? No, he needs to change his shot completely. Yeah, exactly. See, he, that's Kobe did a Kobe did a radio interview. I want to yeah. say like this past week, yeah. and they asked him about Ben Simmons' shot, and he was like, "They need to strip it down and redo the whole thing." Yeah, exactly, because it's not working, and that's Boston you can has just completely. Sink. You can just sink. Like if I if I'm, you know, any team out there, you you just put length on him. You can put a post on him, like I've said before. Yeah, and you just put length and make it hard for him to pass and dribble. That's all you have to do. He has no threat. He hasn't made a three all season. I mean, Joel Embiid is a much much bigger threat from the outside than Ben Simmons is. Much so bigger like, threat. He's a huge and, threat and, from the outside. And Embiid's a monster inside, but it's too difficult to get them the ball on a consistent basis. Yeah, uh, Brad, Brad Stevens has done one hell of a job on figuring a way to make Ben Simmons they better, ineffective. They have, you know, and Boston was playing or Philly was playing great. Um, great chemistry. They're playing yeah. well. Good coaching. But Boston be- has better chemistry. Boston has better coaching. Boston has more depth. I mean, they're bringing off the bench. Greg Monroe and Marcus Morris and, yeah. and Jalen Brown and, like, some talented players. So, um, my thing is, though, is I don't know if – I don't think Boston can get out of the East. No, I don't think Boston I, can get out of the East they're, either. They're super impressive with what they're doing in this series. And I thought they were – I thought they were a threat to lose against Giannis, and um, this series, you know, with Philly playing so well, I thought maybe even Philly could beat Boston, but they're obviously going to – I think they're going to take care of Boston – or take care of Philly. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if they have enough to beat LeBron. I don't know if all this chemistry and all that kind of stuff is going to be enough. In the Eastern Conference, all roads lead, lead to Cleveland. Yeah. Lead through LeBron. Yeah, it's yeah. his conference. He's dominated it. Yeah. So, I mean. For a decade. The Philly and Boston series has been great. Boston, they've overachieved completely. It's a good. It's a good franchise. It's a. It's a good matchup. It's the most. Uh, more matchups in uh, playoff history, or yeah. the most matchups in playoff history. Yeah, I mean, Boston Philly. The the Boston Philly rivalry has been renewed. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's it, be. We are these gonna, are the future. This is the. These are the two teams that for the next five years I can safely say that Boston Philly is going to be in the playoffs every year. So with with that being said, obviously. Philly has the whole trust the process and what they did. Mm-hmm. Boston has a way better process. So Stephen A. Smith said people should be praising Boston's process over Philly's process, because and I 100 percent agree. Danny Ainge was trying to acquire draft picks and talent at the same time. Well, and he was finding his own talent. He wasn't going with. He was finding great deals. Isaiah Thomas was a steal. He was a guy people were bringing off a bench. And he was averaging 20 a game. Yeah, and like no one, no one else was given a you know a five nine point guard a shot, and Danny Ainge gave him a shot. You know, he he kept um, making the right deal. Even this last year, trading back the number one pick. Yeah, he's got he added a first round pick for next year and got Jason Tatum. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just they they keep making the right moves and they keep in these trades the way they 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 rolled over on Brooklyn it with trading Garnett and Paul Pierce. You know what I mean? Getting rid of veterans at the right time. That's how you build a process. They stack on draft picks still, just like Philly did. And they never had the tank. They never had the tank because they were because they were finding their own guys and they had good coaching. It's a good franchise. I mean, Boston in general is just you yeah. Know, it's a it's a role model franchise. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, these are the two teams of the future, though. I mean, hundred percent agree. These, these guys are these guys are stacked all, all the way from top to bottom on both sides. The Lakers will play Boston and or Philly in the finals multiple times in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if Boston and L.A. can make it back again. Oh. If they can keep just keep keep I I hope they make it every year. Yeah, no, I mean, it would be great, but it's just cool to see see those guys back at it. Yeah. And then the last one, the only one that's already over. Yeah, the only one that's wrapped up. Get the brooms out. Um, Cleveland beat Toronto 4-0. Do you know who I blame? LeBron dominates Toronto again. Dwayne Casey? No, this is Drake's, Drake's fault. Yeah. This is Drake's fault. You better learn how to shoot or something if you're gonna be talking <laughs> all that shit over there. Is he? He's got, there's got to be. He he had to have been on something going at Kendrick Perkins. Nah, he's, he's one just, of the only. He's, he's, he's Kendrick Perkins, Zach Randolph, he's just fun Rasheed Wallace are the top three people I would never go at yeah, ever. But yeah, no, but he's he's safe. You know what I mean? He knows he's not gonna get touched. That's yeah, the, that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. It's I a lot of it, it's a big mouth when you know you're not going to get touched. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. I I don't think he should have so be able to be so like he shouldn't be like standing next to Dwayne Casey on the sideline like yelling at the refs. Spike Lee did did it. Yeah, and he and he shouldn't either. But that's but hey, they're famous. They they're paying money. They bring you know. Yeah, they they help the fan base out. They're loyal fans. I think they care about the team. Drake is, I think, officially recognized by the team as like a team ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. He's a, he's a raptor. Exactly. Yeah, he's, he's part of the team. Like they're all they're all friends. But what I want to talk about right now is well, wait, hold on. Is the Raptors? Oh, the Raptors. Okay. Yeah. The thing I want to talk about from this series is like everyone talking about blowing blowing up the Raptors. They need to blow it up. Can it, is uh, Dwayne Casey going to be like Lionel Hollins and get Coach of the Year and get fired? Yeah. Um, I would I, if if I ran if I was Masai Ujiri and ran the Raptors, yeah. I'd fire Dwayne Casey today. Yeah, I would not. I would bring him back. I would definitely not fire him. I think they got they have a they they have a nine man rotation. One's a rookie. Three are second year players. So you got four guys out of your nine. They're gonna you know hopefully make big jumps next year as far as like progression. And so you're you're you know you're waiting on that addition without like adding anyone new. You know, you're not going to get a lot more talent than Lowry, DeRozan, Serge. I think I think and one Jonas. of them's gone. I think one of them's gone. I just don't know what you're going to get for them. You know what I mean? It's going to be any better. And I I think you would rather roll with the play style, the camaraderie, and they got to you know 
it's just like watching that Pistons documentary and watching Isaiah lose yeah. to the Celtics over and over and over. And you feel like you're beating – but you add it one piece at a time. You get better together. And you never know who could – who's could, you know, if OG or Sycom or any of these guys come out and become a stud. You know what I mean? I mean – I say keep it rolling. You were just the number one seed in the East. But you, you just lost to LeBron for the third time okay, in so, a row. Uh, all right, so how about this? If they would have lost in the seven, game seven, if they would have lost in Toronto to LeBron, are you saying he's fired? Yes. Yeah, see, no, I, I the I, first I place think... first place first place team in the East have two superstars and Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. No, I mean And you the, can't get out of the second round of the playoffs to LeBron again? I mean, yeah, but it's not second round to me. It's just LeBron in general. I mean, I think they would have got they, out of the second round, they would have played anybody. They almost LeBron. lost in the first round to Washington. Well, I mean, they beat him in six. They almost lost. They they did they not al- almost lose. They had a whole other game on top of that. They could have lost that series. Well, they could lose every series. I mean, everyone could lose. They won the series. They didn't they didn't lose the series. And it's LeBron that's it's stopping them four years in a row. Whether it's the Eastern Conference Finals or the semifinals. So you, okay, so with that, you're I don't think you can just add players in free agency and trading to beat LeBron. I think your better attack is Progress your young talent, stay together as a team, and, and keep that chemistry and that camaraderie as, like, what you hang your hat on. Is this all predicated on you thinking LeBron is leaving the East? I mean, that's that, that plays into it. I mean, then it's like, if you blow this team up and he leaves the East, well, are you going to be pissed? Yeah, see, I don't think, I don't think LeBron's leaving I the East. I don't either. I don't think LeBron's leaving Cleveland. Exactly. But, I don't but, think he's leaving either. But I, I think they have as good of a shot as anybody. I don't, under, I don't see who they're going to jump. So, they were already the number one seed. So literally the only thing that's staying in their way is one person. So if we both believe that LeBron is staying in Cleveland and not leaving the East, is the definition of insanity not doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results? Yeah, but this year was a completely different team, I think, as far as the, the bench goes. You know Toronto's I mean? bench? Yeah, Toronto's bench was completely different. Yes. OG was a first-year starter and a rookie. All right, then they had those three second-year guys. They changed this play style, more passing, less minutes for DeRozan and Lowry. You know, you bring that back a second year. I don't think – it's just – I get why people want to blow it up, but I think people are too quick on the blow-up button. It's the same reason I want to blow up Portland, though. Yeah, see, that's – I don't agree. I, I think, I think you've got to build a team that plays well together. I don't care – these these OKC teams and and these Clevelands, you know, they haven't won. I mean, LeBron got one, but I feel like that was like a little more built of a team because he yeah he, Kyrie yeah well Kyrie was over already there yeah exactly yeah so yeah I wouldn't blow it up I think <laughs> I think people are getting too too quick with the blow up button no I I definitely think they should blow it up but uh, how about how about the Cavs DJ playing uh, God's plan. In the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's all funny. It's that yeah. NBA NBA being petty, man. Yeah, he's asking for it. <laughs> so, obviously, the biggest debate going on right now in, in the world of basketball and e- uh, even the world of sports is who the greatest basketball player of all time is. Obviously, we know that LeBron James is having an absolutely unreal playoff performance in his 15th NBA season – at age 33, we've heard it. Yeah, everyone knows the story about LeBron. Yeah. Everyone wants to compare him to MJ, but... It immediately jumps to an MJ. If the greatest conversation, greatest yeah. player ever conversation immediately jumps to MJ versus LeBron. Yes. I don't understand why Kobe keeps getting left out of it. Kobe gets jumped over in every single, you know, in 99% of the, the conversations, I would believe. Not any conversation that I have. But, so I'm in that uh, point. Yeah, I mean. That I think, 1%. Yeah, we, yeah. And I think it really is, it's it's weird. And you see some of like the uh, former basketball players saying, you know. So many, keep, so many former basketball players choose yeah. Kobe over LeBron already. Yeah, because they played against him and he's scarier than, than LeBron. I think he's 100% yeah, scarier yeah, than LeBron. Yeah, that's why, uh, that's why players say that, but. The thing is, is I, I do think that these three guys are the three guys that should be. Magic Johnson's like right there, but I think these three guys are all clearly. Better I think than a better I think a better comparison for LeBron is Magic Johnson. Well, comparing game style, yeah, but I mean, as far as like overall greatness, you know, I think LeBron's way better than it's Magic Johnson with a jumper and yes. being way more athletic. Um, 
But the thing is, it's like about this conversation is obviously all these guys were like three of the best players to ever do it. And at one point in time, I thought all three of these guys were the greatest ever. I mean, I grew up in the 90s. Uh, well, I've watched Jordan a bunch. I know his history well. Um, I thought he was the greatest player ever. Fell, you know, I was watched Kobe from day one. Um, saw the Kobe and Shaq thing. And then, you know, he became who I thought was like the greatest basketball player ever. And then in the last two years, you know, I've seen, I've watched, and I mean, I've seen LeBron since he was in high school, but the last two years, I think he's taken the step to be in the conversation and be in the conversation to be number one as well. I think all three of these guys have an unlimited amount of uh, arguments. Well, yeah, you we could, could go say. on for days. I think you could go on forever um, about these things, but um, my my main thing I think I wanted to bring up tonight was that I think the thing is, is people have a play style that they're in love with. And, you know, there's a lot of people from whatever area you grew up watching or whatever area you're the most familiar with, uh, you tend to, you know, favor that play style. So, you know, yeah. it's too – the game is completely different um, with Jordan and Kobe and LeBron. They've all played in different eras. Uh, Kobe kind of overlapped both of them. Yeah. Um, that's why he's – that's why he's such a unique – uh, look, look, because he grew up on a Jordan era, whereas like that was kind of basketball he grew up with, and then and he was in the league when was, it evolved into what we what we have today. Yeah. So, for instance, like when people say this, I think the main things they're talking about is you hear people say the hand checking era, you or, or you hear the '80s and '90s as a physical brand of basketball. Yeah. Um, the the main reasons why I think it was a physical brand of basketball was a the three point line. Um, there, the three-point line started in 1980. It's it's fairly new. Uh, people weren't shooting it when Michael Jordan entered the league. The NBA averaged three field three-pointers attempts a game. Three three-point attempts a game. When Jordan entered the league today, it's 29 threes a game. So it was it was completely different. People weren't shooting, and and the the three evolved into like such a big part of the game because of analytics in the last yeah. ten years. That's where it made the real jump. Three is three is bigger than two. And then the other and then the other big things that uh, were in the past that are now not. These are rule changes. This is, you know like strategic things yeah. to the game is you hear about hand checking, which is a rule that they started changing in the mid nineties. And by the ni the ninety nine two thousand season, the basically all the rules were in effect that you cannot use your hands or your forearms and you um, to, to keep, defend a player to keep an offensive player in front of you and you cannot uh, dislodge a defensive player from their path from A to B right okay so these are these are that's big time as far as huge like, um, you know how you play the game defensive three seconds wasn't around um, the half circle underneath wasn't around yeah the restricted um, area and then in 99 2000 they also pr brought in the back down <laughs> rule and so the back down rule was basically made after Mark Jackson, um, he would back the ball down, like, the full court. The whole, and, full and, court like, line. Charles Barkley would do this. Magic Johnson would do this. And this this helps if you're a physical guy. So you had these huge, guard, big, strong guards that would just back guards down. They, they couldn't get around them. So, yeah. It's like um, Kobe going up against Earl Boykins, basically, and backing him down yep. the whole court the whole way. Yep. And the thing is, is, like, all these rules, you know, it's, like, physical basketball, and now it's more of a finesse analytical game where it's, like, get to the rim or shoot a three. You know, the mid-range jumper just doesn't make sense in the analytical world. And back in the day, the mid-range ruled the NBA. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, think, you know, the, 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 at the end of the day, I, I think all three of these guys, my point being is that I think all three of these guys would have dominated in any era they played in. Yeah, and 100%. I, and my, my new kind of thing with this conversation is, like, I don't understand why people like if Kobe and LeBron were allowed to hand check, you know, they automatically jump to like, well, Jordan's, it was harder for Jordan to score because of hand checking. Well, what if, if Kobe and LeBron played in a hand checking era, they would have dominated. Oh, I mean, Kobe might've won two more rings. LeBron might have two more rings because of hand checking alone. Yeah. If the, if, if someone like Kobe Bryant's using his hands and his feet and, and someone as big as LeBron are using their hands and their feet, you're never getting around them. They have so much physical force behind them they'd be able to move whoever they and, were guarding and yes, wherever like, they wanted. And, yes, Jordan would eat. Like, he would eat offensively. He could yeah. probably score 40 a game. But he would still have those rules where he wouldn't be able to play people on defense. You know what I mean? The way, like, yeah, exactly. All, all these things, it's like, you know, it goes both ways, I think, is, is my main. You know, don't, don't just tell me Michael Jordan's the best because of the area he played in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the right argument for Michael Jordan because I don't think the error really matters. It's a different – a different thing so i mean i definitely agree 
with you on the fact that both I mean the the only conversation is between the three of them in 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 my yeah. in my yeah, opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. we can no. both agree on that yeah I think they're the three yeah. yes if I were to rank it obviously I would go Kobe Michael LeBron now a big thing for me on why I think LeBron will never be better than Kobe and Michael is he has a losing record in the finals right now right now and I don't think he'll ever go above 500. He's two and five. Okay. Or he's three and five. Three and five. Excuse me. Three and five. Yeah. We've both discussed this with each other and other people hundreds of times in our lifetime. Yeah. But this was the first time I saw this point, and I'm I'm totally taking somebody else's point, and I wish I could give them credit. I just forget where I saw it. Yeah, and for me, like all my stats and records, I get off of BasketballReference.com. That's the, the way, best so website I, ever. I just if. You know, if you think I'm just pulling numbers out no. of my ass. This Basketball is Reference is that, the, the best website the, ever. That's where the numbers come from. So, this supports the argument that LeBron is not better than Michael. Forget Kobe right now. Yeah. Players like Dirk, KD, Steph Curry, and Kawhi Leonard all got their first titles from beating LeBron in the finals. Michael stopped players like Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, and John Stockton from ever winning rings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, there's going to be a laundry list of Eastern Conference players yeah. that don't have rings because of LeBron James. I mean, look at the, any fucking superstar you can name from the East in the last <laughs> eight years hasn't even been to the finals. Because, because of LeBron. Of, you know, you got superstars moving west to the more competitive division. division. Because they know they're not going to beat LeBron in the end. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the the competition factor is I think I think all three of these guys, when I was looking at who these guys played in the finals, I think all of them have played some of the all time greatest teams. Oh, for sure. But I also think all three of them have played some pretty, pretty bad suspect teams. teams. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I think I don't know, I just uh I mean my I, biggest I don't think that I don't think the finals the finals thing is what people hang their hat on as far as against LeBron, it's like, oh, LeBron has a losing record in the finals, and LeBron's not a killer. He's not a killer. He's not a killer. So people, people are people, making people are making a big deal about buzzer beaters in the second round of the playoffs. Give me a break. People, well, people just want to like killers more because it's more of an alpha role, whereas like you feel inferior if you like a facilitator. But I don't think you know. It's just it's just your opinion on what you think is better. I mean. Our killers are also, you know, they're also in close games at the end and have to pull some shit out of their ass to win the game. Russell Westbrook's whereas a killer. Like, whereas, like, what if LeBron's setting up his whole team and they're just winning by 10 so he doesn't have to hit the last shot? Right. You know what I mean? And it, and it goes both ways. You can spin these numbers however you want to. But I don't think the killer mentality, I don't think just because of your personality type and your play type, you, it holds you back from being the greatest basketball player ever because there's not one type of basketball player. Agreed. Agreed. You know what I mean? There may, like, there may be someone that comes in with the, you know, a, if a point guard comes in, you know, they can have a completely different take on it. You never know. Or if a center, you know, if you're arguing the center is the greatest player ever, they do things differently, but in the greatest way possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think an, another thing that puts Kobe on top for me, he's the smartest basketball player ever. Yeah, he is. He he's he probably is number one. I mean, he's like a Tom Brady of or yeah. Peyton Manning of and his, it's his like, sport. He's a student of the game. He's a student of the game. He he breaks the game down to a whole nother level. To me, Kobe's big thing is the rings, and he a, a big part that I I think gets lost sometimes is he drove Shaq, who's probably the second most physically dominant behind a LeBron player I've ever seen. Yeah, he drove him out of Los Angeles, the team that like brought him in. Drove him out of Los Angeles to win rings by himself and then did it. But also, I mean, look at where Shaq was with Penny and look at where Shaq was with Kobe. Kobe brought him to that next level, in my opinion. Because yeah. without Kobe, without Kobe taking yeah, his but, game to that but level. Penny Hardaway was not averaging 28 a game. No. It goes back to this facilitator killer mentality. You know what you I mean? And if you want to favor the killer. 
he drove him out because it's like you can say one brought the other on, but it's like or yeah, Kobe's no. game progressed to twenty eight a game, and that's when they started winning titles. Yeah, but and when Kobe wasn't averaging twenty eight a game, they still had Shaq. They weren't winning titles. They didn't start winning titles until Kobe yeah, until became a, a twenty eight a game guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? His first two three years in the league, they still had Shaq. You know what I mean? Yeah, was, no. They weren't winning rings with just Shaq. They needed Kobe. I think that's I think that's big Kobe's big thing. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. You know, LeBron, he's also you know, the Warriors were seventy three and nine, up three one on him in the finals, and he comes back to win. That's probably the most impressive finals win of any of these finals wins any three of these guys have. You know what I mean? I, I just don't. I, no, I can't. I can't. That, that's, uh, that's insane. And I guess you can argue, oh, well, the, the, why are they down 3-1? But still, Michael Jordan's teams never went 73 but Michael, but, but Michael Jordan's teams are undefeated in the finals. Yeah, and that's and that's his – and that's where it's at. That's like where he – that's where the argument always ends is is record in the finals. But I don't think that – it's that's a team accomplishment. That's a team uh, – But without thing. Michael Jordan, they wouldn't have made it. No, I know it's a team of individuals. You have, but without any of these guys, he wouldn't have made it. Michael Jordan was in the league, didn't win it every single year. It wasn't just Michael Jordan. Yeah, nobody wins a championship by themselves. Um, I just think the 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 whole the whole finals thing gets blown out of proportion. I think the rings thing shouldn't be the only thing that matters. I just put up, I put some things, you know, just basketball attributes, just head them up. Scoring, it's MJ and Kobe, and then Braun, obviously, right? But Braun's a better passer. Braun's a better rebounder. Braun's but the better athlete. The only reason, but the only reason Braun's a better Braun's rebounder a, is because he's six eight two sixty. But he's still six eight two sixty, and that's the same reason why Kobe, Kobe and Michael got their rebounds because they're six six two twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was their excuse then. This is the excuse now. LeBron is a better basketball player than these other two guys. He's a better athlete. He is, yeah, and that's just part of the game. I mean, he's, he's a not a better basketball athlete. player. He's though. better off the ball. He's better rebounding. He's better passing. Rebounding is not just being big, or, or it would just go to the tallest guy every time. Yeah, you know, Ru Russell Westbrook averaged ten rebounds a game. He's six five. You know what I mean? And so it's like, and then love for the game. MJ, like, he's getting last. I think MJ gets last place for MJ. Like, yeah, he had the passion and the relentlessness on the court. Are you, holding, are you holding baseball against him? And and the second time. The guy walked away from the game twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and also the college thing, I'm not – that doesn't go for Jordan. No. It's not – It's not college, Co college doesn't matter. It's not Kobe and Braun's fault that they went straight out of high school and, yeah. started, and started to make it. When when Kobe and Braun were 20, they were averaging 25 points a game in the NBA, and LeBron was pl playing guard for the Tar Heels. You know, you, I mean? Michael was playing guard for the Tar Heels. Yeah, jo yeah, Jordan was playing for the Tar Heels. So it's like, you know, th those things count against him. You can't just say Michael Jordan's the greatest because he went six and zero in the finals. Uh, no, I agree with that. And I and I don't think you can just say Kobe's the greatest because he got five rings, and the MVPs and, and all scored eighty one points, sixty three and three quarters. Yep, si he's third leading all time scorer in NBA third. history. Okay, I could keep going. I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, <laughs> I could keep because, going because if LeBron now if LeBron <laughs> next two seasons, okay now. In the next two seasons, assuming he plays 65 games, so I did this with right, – Right now, LeBron is seventh all-time. Okay, I did this with 65 games in the next two years, okay? So okay. 130 games in the next two years. If he averages 25 points a game, he will be – he will jump Jordan and Kobe in, so two, in two seasons. So he'll be number three. He'll be number three in two seasons, and that's if he only plays 65 games, which I think he'll play in more. His, in it. I, I'm pretty sure Kobe did it in his 17th he has, year. He hasn't averaged under 25 points since his rookie year. So he's had. 14, and he averaged what, like 21? Yeah, and he's so he's had 14 straight years of over 25. If he does it for two more, he's third time, third, third all-time all -time. leading scorer. Now, I'm assuming that LeBron's going to play five more years. So he's, I think he's going to get to year 20, just okay. like Kobe. All right. Okay. So assuming he plays five more years at 65 games. Now, I'm going like a little lower because. Just in case, you know, maybe misses a seat like a majority of one season or something like that. But sixty-five games—that's not, you know, that's still being able to miss seventeen games or whatever. Yeah. Sixty-five games, five seasons. If he averages twenty-two and a half a game over that span, he's number one. Well, he's gonna—he's—he's he's more than likely gonna be a top three in rebounds, and yeah. he and he is in—he's uh, in shooting distance for. 
assists. Top three. And wait, where is he in rebounds right now? Um, I don't know the exact place. I don't even think he's in the top twenty in rebounds. I think he no. He, I think he he uh, he jumped into the top ten this year. So um, yeah, I mean, I just think I think LeBron has the overall game. I think the people try to use the play style now against him, but it's like if these three lined up, he's the best. He's the biggest. Um, he's got the most overall game. He's a better athlete. Those guys are great. Um, they all have done amazing things, but I think LeBron's deserved it now. He's got the clutch factor. Uh, I, I don't know if we can call him clutch yet. He's not not clutch. He's not not clutch anymore. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, it's not not clutch. I, but I don't think. I don't think a buzzer a buzzer beater with with overtime at least guaranteed is a lot different than a buzzer beater when you're down. Yeah, no, it, it is, but he still hits the shots, and I don't think you know can't really hold. Who hit the shot in sixteen? In what? Who hit the shot in twenty sixteen? Kyrie. Exactly. And, and that was a great – and that's a great – that's because a facilitator and a killer complement <laughs> each other. And if LeBron was a killer, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need facilitators. You need I just killers. Love, I just love that's killers. Why, that's what – yeah, and kill, because people want the alpha dog. That's why it's – it's. Uh, but he gets everyone going. It's way, it's way better to have your team in it because, you know, you could be holding other players back that could help you. Yeah. You, can't, you can't do it by yourself. Here, I mean, for me, I think – I'm at the point in LeBron's career where I'm going to – I don't want to say I'm going to stop hating on him, but it's like I know at the end of the day LeBron is greatness and what I am watching is all-time stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I, obviously I appreciate that as a basketball fan and as, as someone who loves the game of basketball the way we both do. Yeah. And I just – but I don't think that I could ever concede – the fact that he is the greatest basketball player of all time. I, I will. Yeah, no, I, will, I mean, no one's ever going to change their opinion. That's yeah. the thing. It's like you can't, especially with Michael and Kobe, because their career is done. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think at the end of the day, especially when LeBron hangs it up, I think he's going to be universally known as the, the best basketball player. I think when you line up all these attributes and you try to pick who's the best at all of them, he's got the most, he's got the most tricks in his bag. Yeah. And I mean, and the whole and the whole just like rules thing, I think that goes under. You know, like if LeBron was playing in a in a game that didn't have three pointers, he would fucking own. You know, yeah, what I mean? because he because, would just drive to the yeah, hole every time. He doesn't need three pointers in his game. If he could back the ball just down court, he would just be a point guard. You know, he'd be just like Magic he'd, Johnson. He'd be Magic Johnson. Yeah, and if he could hand check, I don't think anyone's getting around him. No, for sure not. I mean, picture people like Giannis and KD, and these guys can hand check, and they could forearm, they could bump you on your route to the basketball. The length that these guys have, it's unreal. It was it, The game favored strength um, and power and physicality, and now it hurts you to play yeah. like that. It's stupid. Like, it, it, you're, you're letting your pride get in the way of – of winning if that's the way you're going to do it for sure i mean in the in the 80s and 90s you didn't if like say uh a player players got in a fight if you came off the bench and helped in the fight that you weren't you weren't given a suspension until 97 yeah in 97 they made a rule that if you come off the bench during a fight you get suspended no that no that rule was made after the malice malice at the palace no, if if in in 1997 they made a rule here, I have it. Uh, if, if players were suspended for coming off the bench during a fight. Oh, really? That's if they enter the stands. I think. Oh, that might have been added to the rule then. I think, and theirs might have been if you come off the bench in any scenario. Because remember the Phoenix Suns. Thing, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But I know, like in ninety, yeah, in the in the late nineties, they changed it to where. So it was different. It's just a different yeah. game. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's the that's the route that you need to take to try and argue. Yeah. I mean, there it's it's weird stories and, and anecdotes. I think that like you know Kobe in '81 and '60 on his last game ever, and like those are greatness. You know, yeah. LeBron going to eight straight finals and MJ going six and zero. Those are, you know, and neither, weirdly enough, neither one of them are like dominant in the MVP uh, MVP category. Who? MJ, Kobe, and, and LeBron. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all have one, but there's not like – Kobe should have at least three. Yeah, don't, don't get me started could, on that. Could, yeah, but, you know, it's weird. MJ, there, there's these names that keep, kept popping up on these guys that uh, 
just kept running into running into all these studs. Um, well, I mean, think about think about Sam Le- Perkins played MJ twice in the finals. Danny Ainge played MJ twice in the finals. Um, Sam Perkins played Kobe in the finals when he played for uh, Indiana. Oh wow! It's like all these players just get. I was like, God, I feel bad. Larry Brown played Kobe and Jordan in the finals. It's wild. Yeah. So I mean, I think. LeBron is the greatest athlete of all time. I think Kobe Bryant is the greatest. See, athlete, I think, is only like one attribute to a basketball player that he just completely owns. Just like the, just like Jordan six and six and zero in the finals. Like, oh, Jordan owns the finals. Where well, when it comes to anything athletic, LeBron owns. LeBron's wait, wait. Oh, here's another thing that I think a lot of people don't agree with is LeBron is hands down the greatest dunker ever. I know LeBron James could do anything that anyone can do. You, he just chooses not to do it. I'm shocked you just said that. You, oh, and, and this is something I've said my whole life. You think he's a better dunker than Vince? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just think Vin, Vince brought in – Vince just had, like, the swag and the confidence in the dunk contest, and people saw it. And people want to, like, knock, like, LeBron not for doing a dunk contest. I knock him for not doing a dunk contest. And, and, I, and I knock him because I wanted to see him do it, and I think he should have done it. But LeBron could do – physically, LeBron can do anything to any human. If any, I human, haven't seen it, though. Any hum, I know, but, but he doesn't have to prove – it's because he feels like he doesn't have to prove himself, and he doesn't. But I think if any human in the last 15 years did a dunk on YouTube – now, any basketball player. Now, maybe there's, you think LeBron gym, could maybe do there's it. some gymnast that does some crazy – I think LeBron could do it. There's no dunk out there that you'd be like, oh, I can do this. And LeBron's like, fuck, I don't think I can get that down. Like, no, <laughs> not happening. And he's, and he's doing it in games. Yeah. But, dude, I, I do give Kobe and MJ the, the, the cred because they did the dunk contest. Here's, here's what and we, they put on great dunk contests. They both put on incredible dunk contests. But I think, to, I think to wrap up this conversation, I think what we both can agree on is – Kobe's getting left out of the convo. A, Kobe's getting left out of the convo, and it's pissing me off. Yeah. And B, the convo is just the three of them. Yeah, I, no one really brings up – I don't think anyone really brings up, like, Kareem. I don't think anyone brings up Magic. No. Um, the, I think these are the guys. I think the next, guy's com- the next guy coming into the convo is maybe KD. I don't think he's there yet. He's not even no, close he's not to there. the conversation. He's not there yet, but I think at the end of the day, he probably will be. He's just looking down the barrel at a couple rings right now. Yeah. And, and he's the guy, I think, I, I don't remember if I said this on a show, um, but I think he had, of all the people there in the NBA right now, uh, everybody in the NBA you right now. You said this now, to me the other night when we were, when we were at your be- apartment. He has the best shot at beating Kareem's record now of most points ever in the NBA. Now, I told you I laid out what LeBron has to do to get it done, and I think LeBron can get it done. But KD's also think, been in the years K- less. And I think KD is more likely than LeBron. I think they're both likely to do it, but I think KD is – he has, like, if you were to write out what's the way you beat Kareem's scoring record, it's like the way coming K- to the league at 19, average 20 your first year, and then 25-plus for 15 years. Yeah. And that's what he's done. Yeah. So, all right, Alec, come take a seat. So, who we got joining the program right now It's a family friend of mine. He's, uh, I guess you're going to be a college, you're going to be a college freshman coming up in August, yes, right? Yes, sir. So, he, uh, he's What int- year were you born in? 99. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's when the hand check you rule was made, man. <laughs> so, you don't even, ah, you're a pre-hand check. Yeah, he's pre-hand or check. Or post-hand check. Yeah. So, he he's interested in kind of getting into sports radio or who knows what, but uh, he, he... Don't let him talk for you, man. Eric, come on. Yeah. Tell, tell the people tell, what's up. Tell, yeah, say what's up. So I'm Alan. No, I'm still in high school. Talking to, talking to the mic. And, yeah, I'm just I'm interested in radio and podcasts. And who who are your teams? Yeah, who are your teams? Lakers, Lakers Yeah, you can Giants, name more than one. Don't feel restricted. Gi- New York Giants, like the New York football that's Giants. That's my only diehard team, yes, sir. The okay. New York football Giants? Yes, sir. Oh, that's legit. Hey, that's pretty cool. You just got it's Saquon. Exci- yeah, it's exciting yes, time sir. for you guys. You got yeah. OBJ, Saquon, and Eli. Indeed. All right, so I got a couple questions for you guys. Yeah, so basically he, he's helping out for the next couple of weeks uh, with the show, and so he came up with the five-question gauntlet for this, this week on the show. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to ask the questions, and then the three of us will have a, a little discussion about each of them, yep. each, each of the questions. 
All right, so I got a couple of mainstream questions for you guys. Let's see. Let's see how you guys answer. All right, so my first question is, how is it possible that you guys think this Cavs team is going to be yet again in the finals? This poorly... It's very simple, and it's two words. It's LeBron James. Yeah. How, how is it possible that it happened again? Without a supporting it, cast this yeah, year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, right LeBron now. is just on a roll. It's because he's not a killer, and he's not, he's not going out there and just deciding, I'm going to take 35 shots. He knows that if he wants to win the game, other people have to be involved. When, when J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver are not hitting shots, they're like, these guys are old, these guys are trash, what, are, what is Cleveland doing? But when they're hitting buckets, people are like, LeBron's going to go to the finals again. Yeah. Um, so it's like LeBron's just uh, – he's a facilitator, not a killer. And that's why I think he can bring a team with less talent up to the finals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the perfect example is 2007. Yeah, and and this team's way better than that. Oh, it's a hundred times better yeah. than 2017. Yeah, and, and so I think you know he's also you know taking advantage of an injury in Boston. I think, and Philly not being quite there, he, he it's a nice little easy road to the finals. Once again, it's the easiest. The East is the easiest road yeah, to so the finals. For, for, you know, if you're LeBron James. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my second question is a two-part question. All right, perfect. Is Brad Stevens the best coach in the league and why? And do you think this Celtics team is going to the finals with Kyrie and Hayward? He is the second best coach in the NBA. As yeah, soon as Pop retires, he is the best coach in the NBA. Because I just think what he's doing with this this role-playing Celtics team right now is just unbelievable. Oh. Just the, the way he coaches, the what, what everyone, every player has to say about him is just remarkable. Yeah. It, yeah, I think yeah, – yeah, I think uh, the way – the way it looks for Pop right now, it's like I think Pop all of a sudden looks like he's on his way out, which is crazy. I don't know. See, here's um, – no. I, I, I don't think he's done. I just think, like, I, I don't know how much energy he has left to give. Uh, I've never been – I've never questioned Pop's ability to coach. I think yeah. he's, you know, obviously one of the all-time greats. But Brad Stevens is the man right now. He is absolutely is the, the king of NBA coaches. Uh, but like Eric said, once Pop retires, he'll be clear-cut the number one best coach in the league. Do you attribute um, all of Steven's success to how well-run the organization is as a whole? Um, I think it's a part it's of a it. It's a perfect match. It's, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a match again, in heaven. It's Danny Ainge getting the right guy to yeah. – and, and to answer the other part of the question is, I definitely think Kyrie and Gordon Hayward are going to get to the finals. Yes, and beat um, this LeBron team. I think the Celtics definitely have a legitimate shot at winning a title. Yeah. I mean, with Kyrie and Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward and all of their role players, they have Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, um, great young talent. So, And they have draft picks. You know? Yeah, like, they, they have, have a lot of draft picks. They've done year, everything so. right. They've done it. Yeah, they're, they're the model franchise. I think right now they're kind of like how it's Golden State and it's Boston on how you build a team. Yeah, Absolutely. and then re real quick – to to get back to one thing that you said Tyler about pop and how everything looks like he's on his way out and all of that uh I was reading a story about pop and everything that happened with his wife passing yeah. away and all of that um I guess everybody I guess she had been dealing with they all knew like the, yeah. these health issues for, for like 20 years so she like lived like most of the time in Maine because the climate was better for her health yeah. than san antonio was and all of this so it's like now it's, that he now that he do, like i hate to say it's it not like a burden this. yeah it's not it's a not, burden it's not a burden because he loves her and it's exactly his wife, it's but, his wife but it's like now but, that he doesn't have this it's like he's just gonna immerse himself in work and, from a, from the fly on the wall yeah that's it's and and i always you know when when there's turmoil in people's lives I never know if sports are going to be your savior or, or the your, opposite or the opposite. You you may come out and just like not be able to do it and just never be the same or, you know, your head's not in it. So you're yeah. not playing well. Or, you know, I think there's there's a lot to something like uh, the the one that always I remember of is Chris Humphreys when he was dating <laughs> Kardashian. And he right after they broke their wedding off, yeah. he went on just the biggest tear, tear of his career. Yeah, he went and on. had like 14 straight double double. You I'm know, pretty like, sure he signed a big contract after that yeah, year, too. And so it's like, you know, you can always uh, it could go either way. So. Yeah. So sorry. All right. So transitioning to the to the next question. Um, do, what do you guys think of Kemba Walker? Do you think he comes to a big city like LA, makes a makes a big deal? Kemba will probably, in a big city. What does Kemba do? 
Oh, I mean, oh, he could definitely he moves, be the point guard for a big city. Yeah. It'd be dope if he could go to New York, uh, yeah. where he's from. But yeah. He's he's a I mean he's like a he's like a he's the is he a star? That, or a no, he's like in that tier two of point guard. Yeah, he's definitely in that tier two of point because guard. because he's an all star and he's a, a legitimate starting point guard and he's a top ten guy. He just but he's not on a good he's position not, right he's now. Not, he's not Russ, Kyrie, and Steph. Right, but he's, he he also doesn't have. He has the potential to be. I think I just don't think he has that supporting cast. Yeah, he's exactly. It, he doesn't have right the, he now. doesn't have a cast. I think right now is his peak. This is his best basketball right now. Well, and I think I definitely think that Charlotte could potentially be on the rise though with all the moves that they're making in yeah, the front sure. office and the yeah. head coaching yeah. Yeah. jordan's getting that north carolina connection together yep. uh Cup with him Jack. and mitch Kupchak. Kupchak, yeah. he's a proven gm i think that they can maybe make some things work in the offseason and try and get kemba some help because yep. i do you think he's gone though he's a free agent this year do you think he's gone kemba uh, uh it, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know he's gonna go i think he's gonna go wherever they give him the most money exactly and so I don't really know who's paying for a point guard right now as far as, like, I, there's not a lot of people that have money. But there's not a lot of people that have money, and with the way the CBA has been drawn up now, uh, it's more uh, – players are more inclined to stay with their home team because, because they're going to get, get paid, paid more. more. You, get, you, have, you have a lot more room to yeah. work with um, with all the rules. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, I mean, I would lean towards Kemba Walker staying. And I would definitely lean towards him staying with Charlotte. I mean, he's going to be a threat to be an all-star again, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so question number four is my favorite question because it involves my favorite player. Um, do you guys think Giannis Antetokounmpo has yeah, real – pronounced his name right. I'm proud of you. Because he's my favorite player. I've been playing there you go. it. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Now you got to be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He can't, he can't be your favorite player and go out there and <laughs> say it wrong. So, do you guys think he has real MVP potential? Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, without he, a doubt. He knocks down that three-point jumper, and he's if he gets superstar. if he gets a shot, an I outside wish, shot. I, I really wish that he would get the mid-range Kobe MJ game. Like, yeah, I really wish that was his thing. Is that he just went he's hard, so hard, if hardcore could, in a mid-range? He needs to work out turn with around Dirk. fadeaway jumper because then. Yeah, it, Dirk's the same thing, but it's Absolutely. like if he has a turnaround fadeaway jumper and he has a three, he doesn't. He just has to shoot an open three. He doesn't even yeah. have to. He has to be moving around, doing yeah. all this crazy shit. Because just be it, a threat to hit it. It comes down to the fact that he isn't able to knock down these shots, and with a franchise player like him in Milwaukee. You can't go to him late in the game in the fourth quarter and say, hey, we need this big shot from you. Like, you can't to someone like Steph, Durant, yeah. Lebr yeah. even LeBron, yeah. who's yeah. not a great shooter. Yeah, and you can just – I think you can guard guys. It, with the with how versatile everybody is, you can put more people on Giannis because he can't shoot. So you can put a power forward. You know, like Marcus Morris is guarding him a lot because he's got size and because he doesn't need to, like, run out to three. Yeah. He can stay close he's to the guardable. basket. It makes him, him one-dimensional. Um, on offense, but yeah, it just makes so, him easier to guard on but defense. He's so he's so freaky, freakishly athletic and long that it doesn't really matter. He still gets buckets. He still gets yeah, twenty seven a game, twenty eight a game. But and he will be. I think he will be an MVP someday for sure. He'll, he'll win. He will win for one sure. someday. And also, but it, yeah, he has the shots. The last thing to come. Yeah, I, I mean, all, another thing with him, him Simmons though, like the, they they'll all develop it. They have time. Yeah. And the thing with Giannis, especially developing a shot, is like Kevin Durant, he'll be able to get a shot off over anybody exactly. he wants. Yeah, no, he just he, he could start from scratch if he wanted to, because he relies on it zero right now. Yeah. All right. Last question. So, what do you guys think the Lakers have to do next year to make the playoffs? What are what are the missing pieces that they have to add? Sign Randall. Yeah, re-sign Randall. Don't go after LeBron and sign Paul George. No. And you think they're <laughs> okay. a playoff team with Paul George? Yeah. Resign Randall. <laughs> oh my God! Resign Randall and don't do too much. I think Randall's yeah. overrated. It's it's. You think Randall's overrated? Randall's You're overrated. crazy. He, does, he tries to not. You're over, crazy. Excuse me, not overrated. He tries to do too much. You're crazy. Yeah, he and the well, I mean, he was playing for a team that he needed to try to do too much. Yeah. Too, so, but no, I think the number the two things Lakers have to do in the offseason: sign Randall and don't do too much. Um, don't don't make any crazy trades. Don't trade away the young talent. Don't yeah. trade away Ingram. You yeah. know, don't trade away Randall. Don't trade away Lonzo. Obviously, they're not don't trade away to. Kuzma. Don't trade away Kuzma. I keep, think they could keep, benefit from a Lonzo the, trade. Keep the young talent, and 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 don't do too much, and they'll be in the playoffs with the team that they have right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, if they add a Paul George, then I definitely think they're going to be um, in the playoffs. Yeah, they, I. 
I agree with everything everything Tyler said, but I mean, this year, this offseason is so pivotal pivotal for the Lakers as a franchise that I mean, because I think they can fuck it up by doing making moves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the less they moves could. they make, they have a good they have a good core right now. Yeah, I think the less the less they do, the better. You know what I mean? I think if they make one or two really like thought out moves, that's the way to do it. Don't don't do too much. That's all. <laughs> that's really what I I'm. Don't do too much. I mean, Lakers. the only they're only don't overpay someone. The only don't trade away the the house. You gotta yeah. get rid of Lopez. That's step one. Well, he's, no, he's, see, he's I think, he's I think you should keep Lopez. Well, well, and it's, it doesn't matter. Like they have all the they have all the power. You know what I mean? He's a free agent. So. Yeah, I mean, the only two moves I think the Lakers need to make is re-sign Randall and sign Paul George. Which, if you get Paul George, you're always going to sign a Paul George. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to knock on Randall. Randall's an amazing player. Double double. He's also the longest tenured Laker right now. Which is weird, but I didn't know that. He's the only. Yeah, he's the only guy left from Kobe's team. Yeah, it's. He's the only guy left on the team to play with Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, that's good. Need that guy in there. Yeah. All right. Thanks, well, Alec. Yeah, Absolutely. Thank Thanks you for man. having me, guys. Yeah. All right. So, who you got for your shout out this week? TP. Shout out Dana White because I want Dana White to make the GSP Nate Diaz fight happen. If GSP and Nate, so it's Diaz. not really. It's not. It's more of a call out than a shout out. <laughs> it's like fuck, make this happen. Yeah, come um, on, Dana. I want I want G- GSP and Nate so bad. I mean, this is like a night and day fighting against each other. That's what this is. It would be, be awesome. So make it happen, Dana. Yeah, come on, UFC. We 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 need another big mega fight. So my shout out this week is to the one and only J.R. Smith yeah. for having one of the best answers to a question in interview history. So Scott, Va- Scott Van Pelt Monday night on SportsCenter after the Cavs series clinching victory over the Raptors interviewed Smith, who went a perfect six for six from the field. SVP asked J.R. how green is his light when yeah. it comes to shooting? And J.R. joked that it isn't as green as the green he's going to hit tomorrow. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is such a J.R. Smith answer to a question because we all know J.R. Smith loves his weed, <laughs> but he also is a pretty good golfer. The Cavs are going to have a few days off. That's uh, weird. Uh, he's, they're going to have a few days off before their next series starts. So is J.R. Smith uh, talking about smoking some weed on his day off, or is he going to hit the greens and play some golf? I say why not both. He's a smart guy. He meant weed, but <laughs> he, he can cover it up by – by talking about <laughs> golf. And I think golf's a cover-up probably for a lot of things. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm out golfing. I'll be back in three hours. Like, all right, JR. No, he, no he's, like a le- he's like a legit golfer. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> anyway. Steph Curry is a legit golfer. I'm going to show you Dual some. Dual vi- sport athlete. <laughs> Dual sport athlete. PGA Tour, man. I'm going to show you some videos of JR Smith golfing after, the, after we're done recording. Honestly, I don't want to see JR Smith golfing because I like JR Smith. JR Smith deserves some weed and to go hit some bo- golf balls on the, the guy's got course. a young money tattoo on his neck. Yeah, he's a boss. Uh, anyway, don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom Show, in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We will be back next week with another great episode. Peace. Later.